Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back to my study of the end times. This is episode 5, Wars and Rumors of Wars, a study of the tumultuous time between the crucifixion of Jesus and the destruction of Jerusalem. Wars and Rumors of Wars was one of several prominent characteristics of the days leading up to Jerusalem's conquering in 70 AD. Jesus predicted 40 years of famine, earthquakes, false Christs, false prophets, betrayals, and persecutions. Though they would hear tell of wars and rumors of wars, Jesus assured them that all of these troubles must take place before the end. Before I get into the study, let me do a little housekeeping. You may notice a slight drop in audio quality when the study starts. This study was recorded several years ago for my weekly radio broadcast. I didn't have the equipment then that I do now, so please bear with the slightly poorer quality. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple and you find this or any of my other content helpful, please consider giving the podcast a five-star rating and leaving a review. If you're watching this on the Gospel Saves YouTube channel, please give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell icon to receive notifications when I upload new content. All of these small gestures help the good news of Jesus Christ reach more people, so you can help me preach the gospel and teach the doctrine of Christ's church to as many people as possible. I appreciate your help. And now on to our third study in the End Times series, Wars and Rumors of Wars. On our last program, we took up a study of Matthew chapter 24. We left off on our last program talking about the context of Matthew 24 and how Jesus seeks to answer three questions. The disciples ask him, when will these things be? And in order to understand that question, we have to go back just a couple of verses to verse number two, where Jesus is talking about the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be not shall be left upon another that is not thrown down. So these things must refer to the destruction of the temple. And the disciples are wondering, when can we anticipate that taking place? And so beginning in verse number four, Jesus answers their question. He says, in between the time that I am teaching this and the destruction of the temple, false Christs and false messiahs will appear. And he warns the disciples, do not be deceived by this. As we left off on our last program, we read a quotation from the Jewish historian Josephus, who said that the time between the, the crucifixion of Jesus and the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem was a time of magicians and seducers and impostors, men who would lead the people out into the desert, promising them great things, and yet had nothing to offer. So the words of Jesus rang true. In these intervening 45 years or so, there were men who were misleading the people, who were claiming to be Messiahs, who were claiming to be the Christ. And Jesus is warning the disciples, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by such reports. In the next couple of verses, Jesus talks about something else in the time in between now and the destruction of Jerusalem. 
He says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So this intervening time period would be marked not just by the appearance of false messiahs, but it would also be marked as a time of great upheaval. The time period between the death of Jesus and the destruction of Jerusalem was one of great social and political upheaval. Tacitus says of this time, the Roman historian Tacitus, he says it was full of calamities. It was horrible with battles. It was rent with seditions. It was savage of peace itself. And we can see this simply by looking at the, the history of the Roman emperors. With the death of Nero, the death of Nero sets off a succession of four Roman emperors in the space of 18 months. Now, you can imagine how that would affect an empire. You know, in the United States, we're accustomed to, to changing presidents once every four years or once every eight years. And that allows the country to have a, a sense of stability. Now imagine if we were changing presidents every few months, or if we had four different presidents in a space of 18 months. And some of those presidents came to the throne, or should say, <laughs> came into office because of assassination or because of, of a military coup. You can imagine what kind of effect that would have on the empire, on the nation. So Tacitus says that this was a time of great upheaval. It was a time horrible with battles. We see unrest scattered all throughout the Roman Empire, but we also see this happening in the area of Palestine as well. In 52 AD, a Jew from Galilee was murdered in a Samaritan village. The Jewish leadership stirred up the common people, invaded Samaria, slaughtered everyone who crossed their path, and razed several towns. Now, that's something, isn't it? You've got a Jew who's married in Samaria. The Jewish people stir up an army, and they invade Samaria, and they kill everyone in their path. They burned down the towns there. This antagonism between Galilee and Samaria persisted throughout 52 AD. The governors of each province despised one another, and this led to constant invasion. It led to, to robbery, to ambushes, to general disorder. In 53 AD, the governors of Syria crucified Jewish Caesarians along with their seditious leaders for conspiring rebellion. You see, this was a time of great unrest, civil and societal unrest, not just in the Roman world, but also here in Palestine. What sort of effect would that have on Jewish Christians as they witnessed all these things? Would they be thinking to themselves, well, I wonder, is Jesus returning? Is he coming back? But Jesus goes on to say, these are just the beginning of troubles. In other words, this is just one of the things that they should look for in the days leading up to the uh, destruction of Jerusalem. He also talks about how there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. 
Claudius Caesar reigned from about 41 to 54 AD. And during his reign, famine struck four times in Rome, Greece, and Palestine. Now, the worldwide famine is the fourth one, and it's confirmed by biblical sources. We can see this taking place in the book of Acts. In chapter 11, for instance, Paul and Barnabas were sent from Antioch down to Jerusalem to give relief during a famine for the poor Jewish saints. In uh, 40 AD, Babylon was struck with a plague. Rome was struck with a plague in 66 AD. From the reign of Claudius to the reign of Nero, Rome, Laodicea, Hierapolis, Colossae, Pompeii, Smyrna, Miletus, Chios, and Samos were all struck by earthquakes. So we have in this time between the teachings of Jesus in Matthew 24 and the destruction of Jerusalem, we have war. We've got civil unrest. We've got false messiahs appearing. We've got famine scattered all throughout the Roman Empire. We've got pestilence. We have earthquakes. And Jesus says, these are just the beginning of sorrows. In other words, the worst is yet to come. In verse number 9 of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Whenever Jesus uses the word for my name's sake, he uses it in the context of suffering for his name. It almost always has to do with, with persecution. And this is also something that we see in the time period between Matthew 24 and the destruction of Jerusalem. All we need to do is look at the book of Acts and we can see the church being persecuted, first by the Jewish rulers in Jerusalem and then in other places all throughout the Roman Empire. As Paul pressed back the borders of the kingdom in places like Thessalonica and Berea, he was pursued by the Jews who would not accept his testimony. He was driven out of Thessalonica, had to leave the brethren early because he could not endure the persecution that was there. He was stoned and left for dead in places like Lystra. So we see that persecution was very much alive in the time between Matthew 24 and 70 A.D. Perhaps, though, the greatest period of persecution, at least for the early church, took place in 64 A.D., we're told by Tacitus that Nero persecuted the Christians because he accused them of setting fire to the city of Rome. Now, we found out through other historical sources that Nero was likely responsible for setting the blaze himself because he wanted to, well, he wanted to get rid of some buildings so he could build a nicer palace. Well, he ended up almost destroying the entire city with the blaze. But he needed a scapegoat, so he chose Christians. And Tacitus has this to say. Nero found a set of profligate and abandoned wretches who were induced to confess themselves guilty. And on the evidence of such men, a number of Christians were convicted, not indeed on clear evidence of having set the city on fire, but rather on account of their sullen hatred of the whole human race. Even there you see some 
words, some false accusation. Tacitus reviled Christians. Going on. They were put to death with exquisite cruelty, and to their sufferings Nero added mockery and derision. Some were covered with skins of wild beasts and left to be devoured by dogs. Others were nailed to crosses. Numbers of them were burned alive. Many, covered with inflammable matter, were set on fire to serve as torches during the night. So the words of Jesus came true, did they not? We have in this intervening time, the time between his death and the destruction of Jerusalem, false Christs appearing. We have wars and rumors of wars. We have famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and we also have the persecution of those who follow after the Lord. Jesus goes on in Matthew chapter 24, verse number 10, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. One of the consequences of persecution is that sometimes Christians would turn on one another. And sometimes this even occurred in the midst of families. Jesus in the parallel accounts uh, in Luke's parallel account of Matthew 24, in Luke chapter 21, Luke talks about this even occurring within biological families. But this was not something just limited to Christians. This was something that was happening even within the, the Jewish population itself. There was a group of Jews called the Zealots. And you might remember that Jesus had an apostle, Simon, who was called the Zealot. They were a political group that were interested in throwing off the Roman occupation of Palestine. And they controlled the city of Jerusalem in the days leading up to the destruction of the city. The zealots controlled the city by fear. They threatened to execute anyone who cooperated with the Roman government. And they also threatened to execute anyone who left the city. So here we see an example, not just of Christian turning against Christian, but indeed of Jewish people turning upon their countrymen. These sorts of things would be taking place in the days leading up to God's judgment. Remember, the city was destroyed because they had rejected his son. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.